everybody. Happy Thursday and welcome to the Call It Both Ways High School Basketball Podcast. I'm Jeff Linder with my cohort, Jeff Johnson. And uh, it's another week. Uh, we've had, hopefully we've got all this crummy weather behind us now. And now it's just a matter of uh, everybody getting their, their shovels out and their sidewalks cleared and the slush out of the driveways. And uh, uh, JJ, we had some... Uh, You've had some uh, turnover in the um, association uh, boys basketball rankings. Uh, fill us in a little bit about that. Sure. Don't forget about get uh, the makeup games all taken care of too, Lindy. On that on that to do list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather shovel snow. That's easier. <laughs> we had some games last night, by the way, on the boys side. I don't know. Yeah, about there, the there were two girls Wednesday games, which I think that's kind of what we're we're down to there aren't a whole lot of free uh monday thursday saturdays left yeah. so uh wednesday it is got to do what you got to do so yeah. uh yeah i mean it uh it's been two weeks since the iowa high school athletic association had released a, a boys basketball poll so um you figure there might be a little bit of shake up and there really there really was in in 4a as as uh the majority of the top 10 the previous top 10 had, had picked up loss at least one loss so i mean there was really a juggling of uh of teams cedar rapids kennedy remained the top the you know easy number one pick uh cougars have you know, pretty much uh, steamrolled everybody, uh, and then Iowa City West moved up from from eighth to second. The the Trojans are, are ten and one, and you know playing good basketball right now, and uh, have a good team. And um, I look Jeff at 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 the lineup there. It, you know, you talk about pedigree. I think the starting five you got uh, Jack McCaffrey, who's obviously his father is Fran, the head coach. Uh, at Iowa and his brothers were all uh, played for Iowa or play for Iowa. Um, you've got the son of Val Barnes, former Iowa players in the, in the starting five, the son of AC Earl in the, uh, in the starting five as well. Uh, and I know I'm missing, there's a couple of them, but it basically there's Iowa ties to all five guy, all five kids that start for the Trojans. So um you know, that's I guess that's that's called pedigree and, and those kids should know how to play the game, right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, don't know. Yeah. I was just uh just looking through the girls' schedule and the girls play on February sixth, so I imagine the boys do too. Um what uh you know, when that comes up, what uh what do you see when the, the Cougars and the Trojans go at it? It can can West hang with them. Yeah, it's it's still gonna be uh uh a tough task, I think, for anybody to beat Kennedy, just the way it's playing right now, the way it plays defense. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, there, there's no guarantees, um, uh, you know, and if anybody can can uh, can produce an upset, I think, you know, Steve Bergman could over at West. So, uh, yeah, that's one definitely coming up on the schedule to look forward to uh, without a question. And uh, just to clarify, Kanan – Kanan Barnes is Val Barnes's boy. Um, Kareem Earl is AC Earl's boy. Obviously, we talked about McCaffrey. Julian Manson uh, starts, and he's the son of Jason Manson, the former Iowa quarterback. And then the fifth one is uh, Jacob Cook, whose uh, dad, Nate, was, uh, was a walk-on player at Iowa. And then you got uh, sophomore Jack Jensen Fitzpatrick, who's played a couple games for him, too. 
and that is the uh, son of uh, of the Iowa women's assistant coach. So uh, going back to that. So make sure I clarify and get all the boys' names in there. But back to the 4A, Jeff, I, I guess – uh, Waukee's in there, third, Valley fourth, Centennial fifth, senior, which lost, it's only lost is to Vinda Kennedy. Last week, they dropped all the way from third to sixth. Then North Scott, Cedar Falls, Ankeny, and Sioux City East uh, in there for the first time. And then we got the the crossover uh, CIML MVC uh, thing this weekend. Saturday, there's five games uh, over in Waukee or Waukee Northwest. There's two sites and Really looking forward to the Kennedy Valley game. That's that's going to be a huge game. Um, I think they're playing at straight Waukee High School, if I remember right. So that's one to, to really keep an eye on Saturday uh, over in central Iowa. And then, again, the rest of the poll, uh, you know, we we, we, uh, we North Lynn, no longer your number one team. Uh, flip-flop with Bellevue Marquette, also mm-hmm. from the Tri-Rivers Conference, uh, in the one-two spots after – Northland got beat by Albernet last week. Um, great performance from the Pirates, who who really seem to be putting things together right now. Um, only the second regular season loss for Northland since sixteen seventeen, the sixteen seventeen season, and in their last two hundred, I want to make sure I get this fairly close. It's like in their last two hundred and ten games total, um, Northland is I want to say two hundred eight and two. That I yeah that might make sense anyway I think, have, I, I think I saw they had seven losses seven, and, seven. So that's uh so however that comes out two hundred three and seven there we go something like that but it's just an incredible obviously we talk about it all the time an incredible run um and as as we mentioned Marquette and and Northland play uh in early February which should be a great game as well so um. Yeah, I mean it's uh, Monticello also uh, dropped in in two A from third to seven. Uh, Iowa City Regina, we talked about the job Paul Runquist is doing his first season as head coach down there. Uh, Regals have won thirteen in a row. Uh, jumped into the poll at number ten. Uh, that was the Regina Monticello game was part of the the big eight game um, River Valley shootout in Maquoketa. Uh, last Saturday, and and Regina won that game on a on a last second three pointer by Eddie Peterson. So, uh, a lot of good basketball, a lot of dramatic basketball on the boys' side this this week. Jeff, how about yeah. give us some highlights? I guess on the girls' side. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, last Saturday or last Friday, I had Prairie and Kennedy. I had the Prairie Kennedy girl boy doubleheader, and uh, <laughs> Prairie girls won. I think by. 48 and the Kennedy boys won by 47 or vice versa. So that was uh, two lopsided games that, you know, that were throw it all together. It's kind of even, I guess, but yeah, two, uh, two really lopsided games. Uh, Tuesday. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Did you get a chance to watch much of that? The boys game? I know you were busy. Writing. Uh, I had my head down. Was writing. Um, yeah, okay. I, I saw quite a bit of it. Kennedy's I just kind of wondered what what you thought of Kennedy and. They're great. They're a great yeah. team. Um, they get up and down the floor so well. They share the ball well. Um, looks like they're pretty balanced. Uh, you'd have to be the one to tell me that. I mean, they don't yeah, really no, have. Right. Do, do, right. do they have a, a a superstar on that team, or is it a yeah. totals greater than the sum of the parts? Or yeah, you know, I think the fourteen points is the leading score. Fourteen points a game. So yeah, um, yeah, very impressive and. 
you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they, they go a little further this year than yeah. they did in the postseason yeah. last year. I know that, uh, that kind of has to stick in the craw a little bit. Uh, oh, so yeah, I, did, I did mean to, to, yeah. Uh, Tuesday had to... a really good girls game. Uh, you, you we were, we kind of piggybacked the, uh, the boy girl doubleheader at, uh, at Marion, uh, had a really good girls game. Uh, uh, Marion, uh, knocked off Solon. Uh, Solon had beaten Marion by 28 points in December and Marion beat him by three on Tuesday. Really good game. And, uh, they've got, a really nice blend of, of veterans and some pretty good freshmen too. So I think Marion's going to be uh, a pretty tough out and obviously Solon will too. Uh, tonight I've got a really, really good one. Three uh, A number one, Mount Vernon, and number one, one A number one, North Lynn. And, and they both have one loss. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And both, both teams lost a, a close one to Clear Creek and Mana. So the, those, uh, that should be a really good game. And, uh, Really, really looking forward to that. So. That uh, Jeff, that's a that's a game that you wouldn't think just because of the difference in the size of the schools that would come about. But Nate Sanderson over at, yeah. at Mount Vernon and uh, was a, in at Springville, and I'm sure is pretty close with Brian Wheatley at Northland. And I'm sure yeah, that's he, he, he was an, he was an assistant for Brian for a year that year between uh, 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 Linmar and and Mount Vernon. So. Okay. Yeah, very good friends. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it, it, throw, throw the classes out of it. They're, they're both yeah. really good teams. I, I think it's a coin flip game. And uh, I wouldn't be – the only thing that would surprise me if it would be would be if it was lopsided. I think it's going to be a tremendous game that probably will go down to the wire. Uh, you're, you're talking about North Lynn's boys, uh, 203-7 and seven or 208-2 and two or whatever it is. I was kind of looking back at the girls. I, I got a uh, – uh, just leading off there, the first uh, area girls team to clinch a, a um, championship. championship. So uh, they've won the Tri-Rivers West, I think, for the 10th time in the last 12 years. They, they've either won it or shared it. And I look back, this is probably will be the 14th year in a row that they win 20 games plus, which is crazy. And I think in that span, as of right now, they're 310 and 31. Wow. <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's kind of wild um and i know we've talked about it too before but uh i mean what what is it i mean to me it starts with the co the coaches and creating culture and the, all the sports there because they're all they're successful in almost all the sports yeah is that, is that where it starts with with you and and obviously i think you got to have kids that want to be coached yeah and you gotta in this day and age, you gotta have parental support. Otherwise, you know that can discombobulate things. I mean, is that kind well, of what you see? Yeah, I, I think that parental support starts with uh, uh, parents getting their kids involved young. Uh, mm -hmm. These kids are playing in in little kid tournaments in second, third grade, and they're getting ahead of everybody else uh, in that regard. I imagine if you know if they've got some some pretty capable kids at that age. They're probably, probably playing up a year or two at that age and, you know, may, maybe getting knocked around a little bit, but I think some of that, uh, you know, rewards them later, you know, just playing against skilled kids that might be a year or two older. You know, and if not, then they're probably, you know, maybe dominating their, their own age group, maybe a little bit of both. But uh, I know 
I know for a fact that they get started young up in Northland. And I think that uh, that plays a big role. Yeah, you know, and I know a lot of people probably get tired of us talking a lot about Northland, but I mean, it really is to me, it's, it's, it's really a great, great story. Um, because as we said, I mean, they're good in both basketball, boy, boys and girls basketball. Football team is always a playoff qualifier. Baseball is always a state tournament contender. Softball is always a state tournament, you know, and, yeah. and championship so, contender. Softball's won three of the last five there state championships. So, you know, and this, um, I mean, girls track's about. always good. Girls cross yeah. country is always good. I think they've been to no. state, I don't know, maybe like, I, I would guess probably at least 35 of the last 40 years. Wow. I mean, so, I mean, there's, it, and this is not a district that, you know, you can pull kids from uh, that maybe get, that maybe want to open enroll from a Cedar Rapids school or, or something like that. Uh, they are geographically, they are a very rural community. Yeah. And very, very rural school district. So, uh, I mean, it's it's really something. Uh, I think the all the coaches there, they're all and and the AD Mike Hilma, they're all kind of on the same page as you said about you know getting kids involved early and um in all the sports, and they are involved. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they they all do different things. Wrestling as well has always had good teams. Sorry about Gordo there jumping on the screen, but uh, yeah, I mean it's. It's something, and and the numbers that they put up, and and for, and again, being a a small public school in this day and age, that's uh, yeah, props, yeah, props. and you know, I'm I'm sure you you said like we talk about them a lot, and I'm sure there's some links fatigue out there, but sure, if you want to compete with them, then you, then you're going to have to work harder, and what does North Lynn have that Central City or Springville or Albernet or East Buck or any of those other teams, Starmont, what do they have that those other schools don't? And, you know, it's it's a deal where people put their shorts on one leg at a time and they have two feet and one head and two arms. And, you know, it's not like they've got a lot of kids that are bigger than everybody else or faster than everybody else. Like, Correct. You know, kids are kids. Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. No, you were talking no. about the rest of your, uh, or what's going on on the girls' side. Uh, rankings, has there been any big? Yeah, they, they came out again today. Um, they uh, Clear Creek Amanda has moved into the number one spot in Class 4A. They're uh-huh. uh, they're the only undefeated team in our area. They're 14-0. and 0. Uh, They're number one now. Kind of a big jump around in, uh, in 4A. It's uh, Clear Creek and then Waverly at 2 Keelan three, Dallas Center Grimes four, North Polk five, and then things kind of uh, kind of status quo after that. Johnson's number one in five A, Mount Vernon in three A, Dyke New Hartford. What else is new in two A and, and North Lynn at, in in one A? So, um, yeah, not not a whole lot of change other than in class four A. Um, on the boys, just kind of. Uh... A couple of individual things I wanted to throw out there and, and kind of inform the folks about um, Jackson Lawrence from Cascade uh, scored uh, 47 points in, in their game the other the other day at the shootout, the conference shootout, um, which broke the Cascade 
uh, school record for points in a game. Um, and, and the guy that had it previously was a dude named Greg McDermott. I don't know if you, you a couple people might have heard of him. That sounds uh, yeah, currently the, the Creighton head coach. Uh, 10 of 12 from the three-point range for, for Jackson in that game. Uh, so I talked to him. That'll be the subject of my notebook for tomorrow's paper to be online here uh, later this afternoon. Uh, his first varsity shot, Jeff, was a three-point attempt from the corner, and he hit the side of the backboard. Did it go in? Didn't even hit the rim. So uh, he went from that to uh, 47 points in a game. That's pretty good, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but anyway, so he's had a uh, – the. He had a great game, um, and then last night, Holden Arneman from West Branch went off for 48 points, breaking uh, its his that school record for points in a game. Jack Miller from Jessup also had 48 points in a game this season to, to break that school record, so got some uh, got some guys around here that, that can score the basketball, as they say, guards, those three guys, and 50 points uh, is the high game this season. Uh, for individuals, Colton Rasmussen from Atlantic and Jack Cooley from Osceola Clark both have 50 points in a game this season. So just a couple of individual uh, marks I wanted to throw out there and, uh, you know, we're going to write about. So uh, any idea the girl on the girl side with the high high game? Oh, I'd have to look. I, I think I'm not sure anybody's touched the 60 point mark that that caitlin clark had a few years back um okay yep i don't know what the i can i'm efforting that right now as we speak so all right you, you do that because sometimes varsity bound i don't know if it's been that way for you but varsity bound's been kind of slow for me lately yes i would agree um the only complaint i really had really have about varsity bound is they don't have they don't differentiate overtime games on their scoreboard yeah <laughs> agree with that you, you, you have to kind of look uh look into that and you'd think that'd yeah. be something they could do so. oh easily yeah uh looks like katie costello from waterloo christian scored 46 in a game this season okay and then grace knutson who i'm sure you know her from cedar falls, cedar falls. she had 44 didn't she yep exactly so yeah. there's your two your two high point games uh of the season on the girls' side. So I suppose and, that's probably a pretty good segue. Um Caitlin Clark had 45 the other night, uh, the other day, and uh you know lost to Ohio State, overtime loss to Ohio State on uh on Sunday. And uh, uh that first was, uh, game. talk about the that? game first. Talk about the game first. Then we'll talk about the post game. Uh yeah. disappointing loss for Iowa to, to yeah. Have that yeah, lead. Not, certainly not a catastrophic loss, but you know, you're you're up twelve with eight and a half to go. That's a game you should win. Yeah. Uh, if you're home road, whatever. Uh they they played pretty well for thirty-two minutes, but then uh Ohio State started making some shots and uh, things just kind of got a little sideways and, and they got beat. So uh they dropped from two to five, I think, in this week's poll. And uh uh, they've got, uh, they had six days to stew on this, uh, Sunday and they'll play Saturday at one o'clock against Nebraska at Carver. 
that's might be good or bad. What do you think? When you lose a game like that that you feel you should have won, is it good to play right away or good to sit I think up? I'd I think I'd rather get on the court right away. Um so yeah, but uh I'm sure they'll be ready to play. Um we'll see what happens. We'll see we'll see what kind of resilience they've got. I think they'll be fine. I uh actually watched uh, the end of the and regulation and overtime of UCLA and Utah the other night because UCLA is yeah. now the number two. Yeah, and, and they got beat. They got beat too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was a great game. And uh, sorry about my cat. He's a little rambunctious right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, the and what every everybody wanted to talk about was the collision. Yeah, at the end of the game. Um, Caitlin Clark. Bumped into a Ohio State female student who was rushing the court to celebrate with um, her schoolmates. Uh, Caitlin went down and looked like she might be hurt. Um, turned out she's okay. Uh, and that got Twitter, the X world going uh, about crowd control and protecting the athletes and uh, extreme cases, expelling the young lady from Ohio State for uh, for bumping into the best player in women's college basketball and all that kind of stuff. Take it away, Jeff. What did you see? What did you think happened? Uh, yeah, what should happen moving forward with, with uh, court rushes? Oh... <laughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't there and I've made a point to not say a lot about it because I wasn't there. I wasn't there in the post game. And no matter what I say, I'm going to tick half the people off anyway. So uh, it was unfortunate. Uh, who, who was wrong in the deal? Not really anybody. Uh, Caitlin's fine. Yeah. Uh, not worth not worth everybody freaking out about. Um, one of the, I, I would say that the most impressive thing looking at the tape was that girl that was that girl from Iowa State that ran into Caitlin was able to keep her phone, keep 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 her phone in front of her and not uh, have that go flying. But uh, um, I would say that the the real winner in this, the person that probably gained my most, the most admiration for me was probably Ricky Harris of Ohio state who sprinted out of the, the scrum of uh, Ohio state humanity there and went to uh, go check on Caitlin and <laughs> promptly got shoved in the back by a security person, which was uh, unfortunate, but uh, um, you know, the, there were a lot of silly reactions out there and it was enough to kind of make me get off the phone for a while. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, where do you stand? What'd you, what'd you see? You saw it. I just saw an accident. I saw two young ladies run into each other. Um, and, uh, they both turned out to be okay. Like you said, the Ohio state girl kind of did a tuck and roll. Got right back up and yeah. wanted, to, wanted to party on the court with the rest of her yeah. schoolmates. Uh, Clark turned out to be okay, and that's the most important thing. Or, you know, right up there. Well, obviously, we didn't want the other young lady to be hurt either, but uh, 
yeah, a lot of overreactions from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, there there was a security person with Caitlin, and she at all times, right? uh, There there was one with her, and she kind of picked up her pace from a walk to a jog, and that's when she collided. You know, if she'd have stayed with the security person, maybe it wouldn't have happened. I I don't know. Um, You can look at it fifty different ways, and uh, again, that's. Probably the less you say about it, the better. We we uh, obviously had a, a media cohort uh, a couple of years ago, right? Randy Randy Peterson from the yeah. Moines Register uh, got caught in a court rush at Iowa at an Iowa State men's game and broke his leg. Yeah. Um, which you know, and a lot of people have talked about. Well, we need to stop court rushes. This is ridiculous. Blah 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 blah. No. Do you agree? And is that even a feasible thing? No. I mean, I see, I see the Permar. No, no offense to the to the people who volunteer and work those game security at at Iowa, but um, you know, some of them are my father's age. Yeah, well, <laughs> and they're not going to stop I any. Was a, I was a high school kid once, and I was a college kid once, and I'm not going to be the person to say no. You can't do it. Um, it'd be nice if there'd be a way to let the other team get off the floor first. Um, but kids are kids. It's part of college athletics. I'm fine with it. And, uh, uh, the the thing that Ohio state has to remember is they got to come over here to Carver on, on March 3rd. And if, uh, if they're tied for first place and in the big 10 and Iowa happens to win the game and Iowa fans want to storm the court, I'm not going to tell them they can't do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's football. We see it too. I would think there'd be maybe more of an opportunity for people to get hurt in the football rush, where you got ten thousand people or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot more space people. though. That's true. That's true. And uh, the players are all wearing pads and helmets, so yeah, <laughs> that helps too. Uh, I don't know. It, it like I said, everybody wants to bring it up. Well, court rush, court rush, but yeah, uh, I like your take. You know, let kids be kids and enjoy, enjoy their classmates, enjoy the accomplishments yeah. of their classmates. So, yeah. um, you're going to be dealing with a new AD now too, as a person yeah. who has Iowa um, women's basketball as one of his beats. Uh, just and universally you will too for baseball. Yeah, that's true. Uh, universally, the hiring of Beth Getz, um, universally in Hawkeye Land anyway, seems to all be great. That she yeah. she was the right person for the job, and to me, it's not a surprise, Jeff. I no, no. Uh, everything. Good choice. I'm the the only surprise to me is that it took so long, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think she'll be a great administrator. The coaches like her a lot. Uh, I, you know, I think the athletes think a lot of her. So no, I th- I think it's uh, I think it's going to work out well. Uh, we yeah, I mean she we, she has already had to make it at least one tough decision. Uh, yeah, on the football side, uh, I thought it was great that there were so many female athletes, student athletes from Iowa that that were there to support her. Beth Getz on the uh, at the introductory press conference, it, uh, and I think it was Halasa did a nice story on on that and how mm-hmm. much it meant to them. Yeah, uh, uh, yep. 
you know, that we, uh, hey, we females can can administrate sports too and run athletics departments just as well as, as men can. So, yeah. Um, I've, thought- I've had limited interaction with her, but uh, everything I've heard uh, from, you know, from what I've seen, the way she handles herself, I, I think she's going to be great. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, I mean, we've had women, we have women administrators at the high school level around here too. Yeah. Um, Tanya Mo comes first to mind and she's yeah. great. She's great. Over at Mid- Lindmark. Um Deanne Kramer was at City High. Now she's at Pleasant Valley. She's great. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, 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 and I think we're going to see more of it. I agree, hundred percent. So, uh, anything else you want to hit here? Um, yeah, just real quick. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about conference realignment last week. It looks like uh, uh, there might be some stuff breaking up north of us. Uh, it sounds like Crestwood is going to. Uh, perhaps seek um, a new home in the Upper Iowa Conference. I've heard New Hampton would probably follow, and you know, with with uh, with Waverly kind of in limbo, Charles City might go west. You know, what 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 does that leave for Decorah? And uh, <laughs> no, 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 no good options there. Um, my assumption would be that Wacan would probably be welcomed into the Upper Iowa Conference as well, but uh, Decora probably eventually is going to have to uh, seek relief from the state. I, um, Darren Svensson, our, our good friend up in up in Decora, uh, just uh, released on Twitter a statement from the from the school that it really was kind of a nothing burger. It was just, well, you know, with all the talk about other schools, maybe leaving, we're discussing our options. Uh, obviously we are limited by geography as to what we can do and where we can go and we'll continue to monitor the situation. So, yeah. 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 I mean, listen, but there isn't much that we, and we've talked about this off air where that, what, what do you do with them? It's, it is, it is just a case strictly with Decora of geography because they are yeah. unfortunately, uh, a ways away from just about any other enrollment fit conference yeah. wise, whether yeah. it be the WAMAC, whatever. Yeah, they'd be a great fit for the WAMAC if they were 50 miles south of where they are. Yeah, because I think their closest opponents would be Indian West Delaware at about an hour away. Um, how, how far is it from Decorah to Grinnell? Yeah, we talked about that the other day, three hours. Yeah, two, at least. You know, from um, here, even from Marion, it's what is it from Cedar Rapids up there? It's at least a couple hours. Is, is it two? Yeah. Um, what probably would happen would be if if this goes down, Decora would probably get sent to the Upper Iowa as well, and they'd have to have a small school, large school, and the small the large school would basically be the schools that are in the. The Northeast Iowa now, plus maybe like uh, North Fayette Valley and maybe MFL or something like that. Sure. And they um, used to have a big school, small school division, right? In the upper yeah, that, that was when uh, Starmont and Edco were in there too. It was a bigger league. I think there were, I think there were twelve schools in there then. Maybe were yeah. there twelve, ten, uh, ten or twelve? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, 
I still think the the best solution is for the in, instead of dissolving is for the Northeast Iowa Conference to expand, uh, bring in North Fayette Valley, bring in Osage, maybe bring Old Wine back, maybe Sumner Fred. Um, I think that's the best solution I threw out there. Maybe maybe those five schools that are still in the Northeast Iowa need to make be a new division in the North Iowa Cedar League. I don't know. So, um, yeah, that'd be four divisions in the North. Yeah, be four divisions of five. Um, you know, they could bring in North Fayette Valley too. You could have three divisions of seven. I don't know. And, and then if you do that, why don't why not just have separate conferences? So, well, um, it, it's somebody's got to step in uh, state wise, I think, and whether it be well both the association and, and the union, uh, yeah. maybe to try and mediate this and yeah. You know, talk to a lot of schools and say, "All right, what well, something's got to give here? Can you help?" Yeah. And of course, you can't make anybody do no thing. I would think so. Well, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, the, the association, the union, can say this is the way it's going to be, and this is the way it's going to be for ten years. Uh, that's kind of what happened with the um, when the which was the uh, birth of the River Valley Conference and the expansion of the Tri Rivers about 15 years ago, okay. when uh, when the Big East dissolved and they basically sent some of those schools to the to the River Valley and some to the Tri Rivers, and that's worked out fine. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's some travel. Uh, the River Valley has kind of evolved a little bit, and that those two divisions have kind of separated a little bit and they kind of run as in some sports they kind of run as two different conferences sure. but uh yeah i i think um uh, i think it's worked out really well especially i think some of those schools in the tri rivers have, have been a good fit and yeah but i i think that's i think eventually that's what's going to happen up north yeah and something's got to happen sooner than later so yeah, uh, and then the the million dollar question continues to be, what do you do with Waverly? Yeah, and again, that's a fit geographically for for the Walmack. Um, yeah, Walmack doesn't want them. No, it was eleven zero last time they voted. Yeah, that's pretty definitive <laughs> as far as yeah. vote. Um, you know, we talked the alliance. I don't know how if that works. It, I suppose yeah. it. So. Yeah, a lot of questions out there. Yeah, I guess I don't understand. Is I I understand why the WAMAC doesn't want them. I don't understand quite as much why the MVC is so against it. Um, you know they they'd have a natural rival in Waterloo West. They'd have a natural rival in Cedar Falls. Um, I don't know. I think they'd be competitive unless. They wouldn't be Unless, the smallest school, or would they? No, no, they they'd be, be they'd be about like Western Dubuque, sure, or Lib Liberty. They'd be bigger than the parochial schools. Um, I I think they'd be competitive. Um, maybe. Unless the MVC is just saying, "Hey, we're holding a spot for Clear Creek Amana." Yeah, which you would think they would be. <laughs> yeah, so they'd have to go from. You know, if you invite Waverly and then Clear Creek becomes a thing, then you'd have 17 and you'd have a scheduling conundrum, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. 
uh, a lot of balls in the air and I sure don't have the solutions and I wish I did. They should consult us. We should be consultants in this thing. Get paid big money. Oh, that'd nope. be nice. Be a conference <laughs> commissioner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, what do you got Friday and Sa you got anything Saturday, Jeff? Uh, got? I got the Iowa women at one. I'm off Sunday. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. backtracking a little bit. I think I'm going to do probably Liberty Xavier. I okay. think that's a. I think that's two girls games. I don't think that's a girl boy, although I'm not sure. So that's probably what I'll do tomorrow. Really jacked up about tonight, though. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. Should be a great game. Follow him on Twitter, folks, at JT Linder for for all the uh, all the fun and frivolity of that event. Should be a great game. You don't get two number ones playing each other very often. Right. So, uh, I'm going to make back to back trips to Iowa City. I think Friday, tomorrow night. Uh, it's kind of a light or uh, a week schedule around here. So I want to go see Regina play and. I think I'm going to head to Regina and watch him play West Branch. Um, old Narnaman just scored 48 points. So could right. be interesting. And then Saturday afternoon, uh, we can get a good top 10 matchup in the newspaper itself as well as online. So I'm going to go back to Iowa City and uh, West High host Cedar Falls. A couple of top okay. 10. So that'll be good. And then uh, Sunday, we're going to do some hockey. Actually, you get some Rough Riders hockey in the newspaper. They play an afternoon game. So great. Full good weekend. Deal full weekend so. super so all right well if that's it uh we'll wrap this puppy up and uh you know thanks for joining us and we'll see you next thursday and have a great week get a daily update from the gazette with our daily news podcast Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.